2020 episode 112. Hey guys, real quick, just so you know, I just set up an email account. So if you ever want to contact me, you can. That's ray at iontheempire.com. Once again, ray at iontheempire.com. So feel free to reach out to me. I will respond and uh, let me know how I'm doing. But, you know, that's a great way to contact me, ray at iontheempire.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here. And this is the place that you come to Monday through Friday for the news, the related events, the information, and also just uh, the ramblings of a guy who likes to keep an eye on the 2020 elections. That's me, Ray Eaton. This is Ion 2020. So I appreciate you coming out and joining me today. You are in for a treat at the end of this show. The reason why is because last night I was just kind of messing around with my kids and stuff, and they had a friend over, and I was just... uh, asking them about what they think about Donald Trump and stuff. And it's pretty funny. You're going to get a nine-year-old perspective of who Donald Trump is and what they think of him and stuff. It went on for a little longer. I cut it kind of short. The reason why is because half of it didn't make sense, but the portion I put in there. So keep on listening. The portion I put in there, you'll like. It's pretty funny. So keep on listening. And uh, and once you get to the end of the show, I I just kind of put that in after the end of the show just so you guys can hear it. It's pretty funny. But you know, I always sometimes will have my kids do the intro. They'll say, Ion 2020 episode 112, like they did today. And uh, so I was trying to get them to do that. And then I was also trying to get, I was trying to get the two girls to do that as well as uh, just kind of ask them what they think about Donald Trump and stuff. It's always pretty funny to listen to, I think. And if you don't think it's funny, then hey, you might not have a sense of humor. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate you coming out and listening. Appreciate you tuning your ears into the news that I find, the news and the events that I find and stuff like that. Uh, you come out Monday through Friday with me, and I appreciate that. I really do. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe to the show. That's right. Subscribing to the show is probably the easiest way for you to go out and hear some more content on Monday. So um, that's that's the easiest way to do it. And then you can also go ahead and follow me, which is on IonTheEmpire.com. You can check out the website, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and that is at IonTheEmpire as well. And uh, there you'll just get some news and events and stuff like that that are happening across the world. Things that the U.S. Empire does across the world and things that infringe upon your freedoms and even other people's freedoms because that's what we need to do is we need to keep our government in check And by having that information, we're able to keep our government in check. Hopefully. I mean, that's the goal anyway. And that was the reason why the founders kind of ingrained the freedom of the press into the Constitution. Was because it's important that somebody checks the power of corporations. Somebody checks the power of governments. Somebody checks the power of the most powerful people. You know, that's, that's very important. So when you have a freedom of press... 
it allows you to get out there and do that. Obviously, I don't consider myself the press. I consider myself just some part-time podcaster and a full-time sales guy and a all-around great father. So that's what I try to do. And uh, But I do try to make sure that I give you guys the best information I can and hold the federal government accountable because that is the most powerful entity in our lives. Walmart might sound like they have some power. Amazon might have some power, but they only have power over me if I go to their stores and buy stuff, right? I can't remember the last time I did shop at Amazon, or not at Amazon, but at Walmart. But sometimes I will shop at Walmart.com. Sometimes I'll shop, I, I guess I shop at Amazon quite a bit, just because you're scrolling through and you need something. And, you know, like yesterday I was looking for some weed killer. And I went to Amazon to look for it. They didn't have the weed killer that I wanted, the, the preferred weed killer that I have, or that I use on my at my house. They might not sell it on Amazon just because it's something that is a liquid and maybe it's illegal to send in liquids through the mail, especially chemicals like that. But, you know, I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. I don't know the last time I went to Walmart, but they don't have the power over me. They have very little power over me in that way. But the federal government has all the power over me, right? Take, for example, my paycheck. If I withheld all of my pay from taxation for the year by claiming 10 dependents or something. So I think if you do that, you'll have very few, you'll have very little bit of money taken out of your paycheck, right? So let's say I claim 10 dependents at the end for the, on my W-4. And then boom, at the end of the year, I get this tax bill. Doing my taxes, it says, wow, you owe $10,000 to to the IRS, how are you going to pay for it? And I say, you know what? I'm not going to pay for it. Or I don't even do my taxes. About six months later, the IRS comes to my knocking on my door. And they're like, hey, hey, where is that $10,000? We need it. We're putting a lien on your house until we get it. We're going to deduct the money from your pay every single week until we get it. If you get a tax return next year... No, you're not. We're going to take it because you owe us $10,000. They have that much power over you that they can do that. They can call your bank and take the money right out of that account. I know this because about six months ago, one of the car dealers that I deal with in my uh, daily life for work, talking to the guy, and he says, yeah, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. The IRS just pulled $12,000 out of my account, and I don't have the money to keep going. I don't have the money to keep my business open because of that. And he went out of business because of it. But they had the power to go in there and tell the bank, listen, we're confiscating this money from him. So if let's say you had the even the ability to stop all of that. If you had that ability... They have the power to come in there with guns and take you out of your house and put you in jail until you pay. They do. They, I mean, they, they will take you to court. You go to court, next thing you know, let's say you decide you refuse to even go to court, then they will come to your house and pull you out of that house. But I'm exercising my freedom, you say. I'm a, we live in the home of the free the land of the brave. I'm exercising my freedom. Nope. You have an implied promise that says that you have to pay taxes. 
And we're taking it from you whether you like it or not. You don't like it? You're not going to pay it? That's fine. You'll do a couple years in prison. Still don't pay it? We'll still put you in prison even longer. Ask Peter Schiff's father. He was in a, he died in prison because he was a tax protester. One of the real how my wife watches the Real Housewives of wherever New York or something like that or one of them, and uh, one of them, it was a husband and a wife, famous people. Somehow they got wrapped up with the IRS and didn't pay their taxes. Right? They went to prison, and since they're a couple and they have kids and they had to take care of their kids. At least the federal government was nice enough to allow them to go to prison at separate times so they could still take care of their kids. But they both did prison time because of that. Take a very productive person out of productivity by sticking them in prison. Is that good for the country? I don't think so. But you cannot tread on the U.S. government. You can't. That's not even allowed. So, we live in a country that we call the land of the free, the home of the brave, yet we have a federal government that has that much power to be able to take everything from you if they want to. Ask somebody who lives near an interstate highway and they come in and want to confiscate your property. Yeah, they're going to pay you for it. But the monetary value of some things is nothing. Like the lady from the little pink house story up in Connecticut. Back in the late 90s. She was... All the, all the neighborhood that she lives in, all the houses were being built, being bought up so they could, so the government there can put a pharmaceutical f- factory on that property. And she held out. She says, I'm not going to let you... I'm not going to let you take my property. I worked hard for this property. And she had lots of people that supported her on that, right? Tons of people that supported her on that. There's even a movie made about it. It was in the news. The whole nine yards. The new movie was made years later, of course. But there was a whole movement about this idea. And we forget about this stuff. We do. We forget about the power that the government has over that stuff. But she held out. And it turned out that they took this to the federal Supreme Court, the case that says that the city was able to confiscate her property, not for some public good or some public road, but even for a private corporation to take your property to use it for something else. The federal government did that. They said that it is okay as long as, they said it's okay as long as it's being used that's going to produce more tax revenue for the government. And that factory would have produced more jobs. It would have been in the public interest, they said, to have a factory there over a house, someone's private property. And we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave with a government that has that much power. And that's why we need to hold our government accountable. That's why we need the news media to be free and fair. That's why we need media outlets like Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. We need people like Edward Snowden that can be whistleblowers. We need people like that to hold our government accountable. 
Yet now we're sitting in a world where if you do that, they're going to pull you up on espionage charges and scare the crap out of every other independent journalist who would get out there and talk about the things that the federal government is doing. Yeah, Walmart has power. Yeah, Amazon has power. But the federal government is the one that has the power. And they will use it to their ends and they will justify it every single time. Yeah, you, it sounds like they're benevolent. They're helping to take care of the poor with your money, by the way. They're helping to take care of retirees with money that was confiscated from them for their entire lives. They're helping to take care of people's medical costs with money that's confiscated from them and from you and I. They're doing all the stuff that makes them sound like they're benevolent, that they're doing the right thing, but it's all based upon theft. It's all based upon confiscation of other people's property. It's the tribes of people that are trying to get their ends met through the federal government now. So we need a free press that's going to do that. So, hey, guys, just keep those things in mind. We could trust our government only so far, you know? It's very important to realize that. It's hard to even trust them. From my standpoint, I look at it from a standpoint of I don't trust it at all now. I trust the people around me. I trust the free market. I trust the people in my community and in my neighborhood. But most of those people think to themselves, well, if the government wants to take it from you, that's okay. And hey, I'll have my hand out to take a little bit more of that money if I need to, even though I know it comes from you. So, Because the entire society is based upon that idea of transfer of wealth from one person to the next, using the federal government to make it happen. So my standpoint, I have a hard time trusting anything in the government at all because of that. Because they will trample upon your amendment rights. That's what they try to do. They try to justify it. Politicians try to justify as much as they can taking away your rights. First Amendment through the 10th. The Bill of Rights, they will trample on that and justify justify it while they do it. Every single time. It's for us to protect that. So I don't trust them. I don't. I trust the people around me. I trust my friends, my family, people in my neighborhood. But I have nothing to do with somebody in California or Oregon or Michigan or Maine or anywhere else in the world, really. I don't have anything to do with them. I don't have nothing in common with them, really. But communities is where it's all built at. Communities is where the society should be built. If there's going to be laws, if there's going to be things like that, then those laws should be based on that level right there. If anything that the federal government should be doing, it should be there to protect against infringement upon the rights of people, and that's it. And even the, the, the people that are on the farthest spectrum of the libertarians, the anarcho-capitalist type people, they would say even the government shouldn't be, even be involved in that because that's, that creates negative externalities as well. And it's probably true. 
I mean, almost certainly so, because there are there is a need, there is a way to do it with private courts and all that stuff. I mean, there is ways to make that happen. We have it already in society today with private judgments and things like that. There are that that already does exist in some ways. Taking it to the criminal level, who knows how that would work? There's there's plenty of educators in the movement that have talked about those things the academics they talk about how it, how it would work but that's not what i get into i don't get into all the academic stuff i get into the stuff you guys know this i talk about the things that are going to push liberty forward and that's what i get into i will argue that all day slowly pulling apart the government in that way by educating so what I want, what I wanted to talk about today, I I just went on for 15 minutes about that, but what I wanted to talk about today really was, um, you know, why I why I can't stand politicians. I wrote up this whole thing on this the other day, and I was just like, man, I just can't stand politicians. I and this was based upon a show a couple days ago where I was talking about how I was forced to watch that Kirsten Gillibrand's town hall that she had on Fox News, and I was, like, thinking to myself how terrible it is that um, that I had to watch this thing. And I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for you guys, I promise. I'm doing it so that you don't have to, right? But I'm thinking to myself, this is the worst experience of my life, having to watch this lady pander, watch this lady just try to get out her message of, confiscation from others to give to other people her message that she has is just that's all i see the entire time i'm watching it is every time she says the government should do this and the government should do that and the government should make a law and she says i'll do this and i'll do that but really what she's saying is i will use the strong arm of the government to get my will across whether it's good for everybody or good for nobody or good for a few or good for my voters She's willing to do that. And every single one of them, all of the politicians up there, same thing. They do that. They just they they are willing to use the strong arm of the federal government to get their way, to make you do something. They I mean, back with Obamacare, they use the strong arm of the government to make you buy health insurance, whether you're 18 and extremely healthy or whether you're 64 and about to go on to Medicare you have to buy health insurance no matter what or you will be fined and if you don't pay that fine you're going to jail so that I mean to me that's all these politicians do that's constantly what they do they just want to Take more and more power away from you. Take, and that, that, like I said, I think I said this on yesterday's show. If the libertarians do not do it, if the people that want to be self-dependent, dependent upon ourselves, if we don't take care of the people around us that are in harder times, right? Those people that are falling on hard times, they are looking for security. That is what they are looking for. And somebody will provide it. If somebody's hungry, someone's going to provide it. 
It could be you. It could be me. It could be any one of us out there that are willing to do it. It could be the church. It could be this organization or that organization or a soup kitchen. It can be one of them. Or it can be the politician. And the only way that the politician does that, it's not like they're dipping into their own pocket, guys. They're dipping into your pocket, in my pocket, in the taxpayer's pocket, everybody's pocket. That's what they do. They try to confiscate your wealth to give to others so they can get reelected. There's a lot of self there's a lot of selfishness in that, right? They're only out for themselves. And one of the, they're they're trying to preserve their spot in Washington DC or at the state level or the county level. If you and I don't do it, there's going to be a politician that is willing to do it. So the why do I despise politicians? Why can't I stand politicians? You know, it's the speak that they have, right? It's really hilarious when you hear them talk, and they all say it. They always say, the American people, the American people. I speak for the American people. They claim that all the time. Man, I go around and I talk to these people and I shake their hands. I know how they're feeling. I know what they need. I'm the one that can give it to them. I'm the one that they need in order to make their lives right. That's the way that politicians talk. And it drives me absolutely crazy when they do that. Because you are not the person they need. The person that you're talking to, if you're a Democrat politician, you're talking to other Democrats. That's what you're talking to. If you're Republican, you're talking to other Republicans. Most likely. Who's going to come out and see Donald Trump? And going to talk to Donald Trump about what they, how they feel about the world? Not a Democrat. Democrats aren't going to be out there shaking his hand and talking to him. The same thing with Elizabeth Warren. When she says, I get out there and I talk to these people and I know how they feel. No, she doesn't. She's talking to Democrats who are already pre-wired to agree with that person. To have those same issues, the same problems that Democrats talk about. They come out and listen to Elizabeth Warren because they're looking for answers. They're looking for somebody else to solve their problems. And you could certainly tell that a politician is willing to offer their hand in the hand of the government, in the hand of the state. That's what they're willing to do. Another reason I don't like politicians, I can't stand them, because they always claim that they're uniting the people together, right? But by the very nature of being a politician, you are dividing people. And it drives me crazy when they say that they're going to be the one that's going to unite people together. Because they're not. That's not what politicians do. If you say, I'm going to give all the poor people health care, then by that very nature, you're going to say something. You're, you're, you're taking from somebody else and giving to somebody else. Something you know, You're basically saying... In that, in that frame of reference, you're saying that I'm for this person and not for that person. That's what politicians do. Democrats, they always use the idea of identity politics. When they'll say, I'm for the blacks, I'm for the gays, I'm for the Hispanics, I'm for this, I'm for that. And then they get upset when the white people might say something 
Like, well, what about me in that world, right? Or they might say, you know, I'm for the Democrats. I'm for this group of Democrats. I'm for the left Democrats. Well, what about me? So by the very nature of being a politician, you have to be divisive. You can't be a uniter. Unless you're in a government that does very little, you're not going to be a uniter because some people have to... Some, pe- some people are paid at the expense of others in that world. So you're going to have to protect the status quo's that you're in and that's what politicians try to do they always are trying to seek power also right like for some reason they all think that they are the answer to the world's problems and they're not Pete Buttigieg I'm the right person for this time Barack Obama said that I'm the right person for this time and we're in a hard time in America right now and the only reason why you should elect a mayor from Indiana it's because it's the right time for that. It, we need somebody like that. Well, why can't it be the mayor from Tallahassee, Florida then? Or the mayor from Sumter, South Carolina? Why does that have to be Pete Buttigieg is the right guy for the right time? That's not the case. He's not the right guy for the right time. He thinks he is, but that's because he thinks he is something more than he really is. And he's not. But they're always seeking power, and that's the thing, is like politicians are seeking power. Would you run for public office? I don't know that I ever would, because I'm not a power-seeking person. I'm not that person that's trying to ever have power over somebody else. I don't think that my way is the right way in every situation. I don't think that I have all the answers to every problem in the world. I don't. I think that there's answers to problems, there's, there's probably problems that there's no answers to. Or very hard answers to. I mean, they had the war on poverty in the 1960s, right? And politicians thought they had the answer to the problems of poverty. But as soon as they started that war, the poverty rate goes starts going up, or is going down, 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 and then it just flatlines after the war on poverty starts. So government does not have the answers to those things. But politicians always think they do because they're trying to get power. That's all they're trying to do is get power. And that drives me crazy about politicians. And then they also, they're, they're always like promising things, you know, to get elected. They're all, they have so many promises to everybody. And it's all because they're just trying to pander. They're pandering to the people. And that's it. They're pandering to the people. It sounds good to the layperson. It sounds good to the people out there who are listening. Like, for example, Elizabeth Warren with her two cents two cent tax two pennies it's just two pennies on every dollar earned over five five or fifty million dollars and she says yeah that's such a great idea right and with that we're gonna be able to pay for health care and free college for everybody and i'm gonna pay off all the student debt i'm gonna give free free you know preschool education to everybody from age zero to five like she says she's gonna have that ability with a two penny with just two pennies all they have to do is chip in two pennies for every dollar they make over 50 million dollars and it sounds great to the lay people it sounds great 
to you who might not know much about that stuff, right? It sounds wonderful, but that's two pennies that's going to the government, and the government's not going to use that money in a responsible way. The government's just confiscating money, and it's the politicians are going to use it for political gains, for political means to get reelected. They're going to use it for promises and handouts. That two pennies, it's a 2% tax, and that's all it is. It's a 2% tax on the wealth of people. And when she talks about the wealth tax, it's not even, she even referred to it as earned over. There one, two pennies over anything over $50 million. It just blows my mind that she is able to say that and get applause from people when she's talking about that. But she, she was able to do that. So that's why I can't stand politicians, because they just think that they could just promise the whole world and everyone's going to go along with it and love them for it. Just drives me crazy. And then, you know, they, they give lip service to the Constitution. That's another point that I wanted to make today, is that they are constantly giving lip service to the Constitution, saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm for freedom of speech, I'm for, for gun rights, but, I'm for freedom of speech, but, uh, everything's followed by a but. Because they give lip service to to your rights they give lip service to it but they don't care about the constitution if they cared anything about the constitution they would certainly do what they were told they they, they, they promised to defend the constitution right that's what they did when they swore an oath to office they promised to defend the constitution but they all take their own interpretation of the constitution there's no original intent, intent in these people's minds there's a few but not really, not, very few of them care about original intent at all. All they care about is getting elected, and they care about giving lip service to those things because that's what they think sounds good, and that's it. And they all sound just, I mean, when they, when they talk, they say things like, I'm going to bring people together, and my record will speak for itself. I brought part bipartisan reform, and I reached across the aisle. Those are all words that they, people just want to hear. And they say it, but it's not true. So that's why I don't like politicians. That's why I distrust them. That's why, I mean, people have always distrusted politicians. So how do you trust an entity that's run by a bunch of people that you can't trust? That's what I want to know. How do you trust an entity that has, I mean, Congress has 18% approval rating. But everyone loves their congressman. How do you trust those people to run the federal government? Because they're all in there to get reelected, and that's it. So, but hey, I appreciate you guys listening today. Let's keep this show to around 30 minutes, and that's what I will do. So, um, I appreciate you listening. If you're a first time listening, if you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to the show. It is Friday. So, if you hear the show, to on, if you're listening to the show on Friday and you subscribe now, you'll hear the Monday show also. And that's what I would like for you to do. Is, and then you can share the show with your friends if you like it. And then you can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and the website, IamTheEmpire.com. And just type in IamTheEmpire at any of those sites and you will be able to find me, alright? And uh, then what you can do is come back on Monday and you'll have clear vision for 2020. I I twenty hundred and twelve. I <laughs> <laughs> I on 20, 112. Addison, say it. Okay.
Eye on 2020, episode 112. Right, go. Eye on 2020, 112. <laughs> so what do you girls think about Donald Trump? He's a cheater. <sighs> what else? He's very rude and blonde, and he looks like his hair looks like pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's terrible. You're saying that about the president of the United States? No. All right, what do you think, Addison? I think he is a president, and he's okay. I mean, like, um, people say that he's the worst president. And also, I don't really agree with building a whole entire wall. I know, so, like, right? He's super dumb. <laughs> I know, right? He's so I may dumb. get sued, and I think I'm going to get a jail from this, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just say nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Are you going to post that? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna plead the fifth? What? The Fifth Amendment means that you don't have to talk if they ask you questions. Uh, I think so. Okay. Say, so, yeah, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. There you go. I plead the fifth. Okay, good. I plead the fifth, too. <laughs>